This episode of Trophy Horrors is brought to you in part by Play31.net. Play31.net offers single tables, speed, sit-and-go tournaments, and regularly scheduled multi-table freeze-out tournaments with hundreds of players. Make sure to use code 1212 when registering. That's Play31.net. So, Daryl, I know you've been listening to Trophy Wars for a little while, uh, and I also know you're into the Christian rock and death metal scene. Have you ever listened to our theme song all the way through, and what are your thoughts? I have, actually, and it's funny because I I really, really like it. Um, And as a matter of fact, that breakdown at the end that you use for the outro is so cool. So it's it's so catchy, though. Like, you nailed – I mean, granted, nothing's going to replace Donnie's raps, but – the second best thing you could have found out there was <laughs> this song. So it's it's a very good song. Yeah, uh, a lot of people don't realize it's actually a very death metal song. Like you, like she's screaming. Yeah, she, this, yeah there's this. some heavy parts in that song for sure. But uh, I remember when you first debuted it, Frosty was like, "Oh, that breakdown's sick." If you go back, like where where our outro starts, if you go back and listen to like the twenty seconds before that, it that is the best breakdown i've ever heard in my life it's a good one man it's a real and, I, and i'm quite fond of breakdowns so <laughs> it's, it's uh, good. just not breaking benjamins huh hey man i love some breaking benjamin <laughs> so okay you, you missed that I, I, they actually have a song called breakdown I, I, I got it i got it but they also have breakdowns right. in their songs you are listening to trophy horse with your host tricky mick alex i yield to no one steve and Sid. Welcome to Trophy Wars. This is episode 499. I'm your host, Chicky Mick. Alongside with me, the man, the myth, the legend, it's Alex. You know how I know we're getting close to Halloween? It's that you brought Resident Evil's number one fan here on the show. Oh. Uh, we do not have Yield with us, but as Alex just said, we have my trophy bitch on the show. Who, man who forever will be chasing me in Platinums. It's Resident Daryl. Oh, God, you're going to do it. I hate you. What's up, everybody? <laughs> well, first of all, I'm I'm reading the the trophy count here on the agenda, and you're not ahead of him, actually, Tricky. He's not usually ahead of me. That's the funny part. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, we'll get into that. But Daryl knows what's coming, and he he's just. I told him to enjoy his lead while he has it. Uh, let me guess. I, I've got like uh, 17 platinums on uh, spread across seven uh, playstations, but I just haven't synced them up yet. Nope. 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 This is why Tricky has to buy multiple PlayStation 5s so that <laughs> he can try to stay ahead of Daryl in the Platinum race. Yep. No, I, uh, well, a- as we, uh, as on our special episode that Daryl tried to hijack and claim it was a Loot Brothers episode, it was a cross <laughs> episode. I noticed how he used only his theme song, didn't use any of our well, no, no, theme no, no, songs. No, 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 you didn't listen to it then if you, if that's what you took away from it, because I used our intro and your outro. Oh, did you? I didn't. I didn't get to. Yeah. Um. No. Nah, actually, I was looking in the Dropbox and I didn't see the intro. I only saw the outro. Oh, it, no! It says uh, 
it's labeled uh, intro Sid. Oh, okay, yeah, I, okay, that's um, that's why I didn't do it. No, my plan was to actually have it go. You are listening to, and then the like the the big wind up from our intro, and then when it says right. trophy horse, then I do the big uh bass drop with the uh the loud guitars that for our intro. I had a big plan to splice them all together, but you know. I didn't realize that that was the case. So maybe next time it just, just didn't happen. Yeah. All right. Uh, before we get into our update, Joe, because I know Daryl's going to talk a lot of shit. Ooh. And well, because, basically, because you talk a lot of shit. <laughs> basically, we are both going to talk a lot of shit this episode. Uh, if you have not gone back and listened to the last episode that was released on both the uh, Loop Brothers feed, actually probably two episodes now in the Loop Brothers feed and our feed, uh, me and Daryl sat down for, quite a while, I think like an hour, hour and a half and discuss the rules of the war uh, and what we're going to do. Uh, a lot of people are hyped up for the war. A lot of people are contributing to the war, which I'm happy about. Oh, yeah. Hopefully for episode 500, uh, we are finally going to ratify the Trophy Horse Bill of Rights. I've sent it out to numerous people to get feedback from them to to try to finalize the, the wording of it. Uh, with that being said, I'm going to tell you guys now, episode 500 will not be next week. Uh, originally, it was supposed to be today, uh, but I don't know if you guys uh, saw it in the Facebook group because I know not everybody that listens to the show is in the Facebook group. Unfortunately, I have uh, lost my father uh, within the last week, and that's why we didn't have a show last week. Uh, and with all that planning and everything that's going on, it's going to be a couple of weeks before I can get everything together to give you guys the landmark episode 500 that you guys uh, want and deserve. So I ask you guys to be patient. Uh, tentatively right now, I think we're going to be recording 500 on November 14th. Uh, that is not official yet. But uh, as you know, more details and things get finalized, I will uh, definitely put it out on the socials. And uh, there will be shows in between. Uh, we're going to do some more fireside chats and all that stuff. So, I just wanted to get that out of the way, let you guys know up front. Uh, we greatly appreciate you guys listening and being a part of the show, but episode 500 is going to be delayed, unfortunately. Uh, just like It's just like 400, right? Because we get to these century numbers, because I think we did the fireside chats to start out. I can't, I assume it was 400, but who knows? Maybe it was 300. Yeah, it was my, 400. Cause, yeah, it was 400. Yeah, because once we got to 400 or close to 400, it's like, well, shit, we, we got all these roadblocks in the way, and we got to figure out a way to, to budge the numbers a bit. So that, uh, you know, we're not we're not hitting on 400 before we want to. So, yeah, once we get to these century numbers, we're kind of a roadblocked here a little bit by life. Yeah, well, I want to go ahead and put this out there and I want to rally up the listeners and let them know. Do not let Tricky bail out on this show after 500, because what he's doing is he's pushing this this landmark episode ever so closely to the uh, spanking he's going to catch on this trophy war. And I'm my fear is. That but here's the here's the position I'm 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 put in. Now that you're moving 500 to November 14th, that's after the war. So if I wax that hiney, you might not do 500, and then the listeners lose. You know, and so I feel like I kind of have to take a dive just so that the do you listeners can think keep... you have a chance. <laughs> do you honestly think you have a oh, chance dude, in the war? I've got a spreadsheet I put together. I, I'll beat you by two o'clock. Like I'll win. Let me ask you a question. I I don't want you to go into detail because I don't want you to reveal your secrets, but get a roundabout, give me like a good ratio of either 10 high or 10 lower. How many platinums do you think you're going to pop during extra life? 
okay. So here is if I if I go all out and just and just go for the trash stuff, I'll break a hundred platinums in a day. Um, if those are rookie numbers. If, if I if I play like a normal human being, <laughs> then I don't know. I want to get no less than fifty. Um, and I don't think fifty is a lot by any stretch. Uh, but I just um. I was just kind of going through strictly the stuff that I owned that I hadn't finished, right? Or stuff that I owned that I hadn't started that was like spam. And I, I could bust out 50 Platinums in no time at all. And then I started looking at things that were available that I hadn't bought yet. And I was like, oh, well, wow. I mean, I could spend 24 hours and I could, <laughs> if I was smart, I could probably catch 200 Platinums. But I don't know. Um, my son is... a. Uh, yeah, we, you and I talked on the last episode, and I was down a, a man. Mm-hmm. CJ has bowed out gracefully from the competition. And um, f- funny story, actually, he was never officially in. It was just assumed that he was going to be in um, for myself and my teammates based on the fact that he was part of the Loot Bros. And he is the king of you know rat plats and, and spam. Um, nobody mm-hmm. puts mm-hmm. down platinums like uh, CJ does. but Or that I know, anyways. But, um, you know, he is taking a hiatus from podcasting in general. He's going to take some time and uh, flee from the Australian government, um, which I've been talking about on my show a lot. It's getting pretty involved. I mean, CJ is going off the grid as hard as he can. And um, and so uh, with that being said, we replace we're going to replace the fifth person. And I had multiple people ask for the spot and I wanted to give it to all of them. But my oldest son was like, hey, dad, I'd like to do that with you. And so I was like, you realize what I will be requiring of you is to play trashy, <laughs> easy platinum games. And um, and and Alex, you'll appreciate this. My son is a bit of a purist like you. He doesn't think that that is a smart uh, thing to do. He doesn't like easy platinums. Uh, my you son has, right. Yeah, dude. So he's uh, working on his Bloodborne platinum. He's beaten all the Dark Souls games. Well, let me say he's beaten three. He's beaten Bloodborne more than once. He's beaten Remnant um, of the Ashes, which is a Souls-like game. I think he's, he, I think he's at the end of Dark Souls Remaster, like the first one. Either way, he, that, that's his stuff. Uh, Monster Hunter Worlds, like he likes the really difficult, you know, games. And, um, you know, it's like uh, he's not about that. But he said that he, I'll do some of them. I'll do a few, and then I want to play like real long, like real games. So his goal is to try to beat two games on this, you know, hypothetical list that's being created for us. Um, but he wants to, Oh, be- it's not hypothetical. It's, it's a real list. Yeah. Well, you know what I'm saying? And, we don't know what's on there. And it's scared. And it scares me. <laughs> it scares you. These people are not going to play nice to us. No, they're not they're gonna hurt. They're going to do things. Here's what's going to happen. Tricky. You and I, we're gonna, we're stuck. Are gonna be this. Are gonna be this. We're gonna be the spam. We're gonna spam. <laughs> they're gonna pick games. They're gonna take twenty two to twenty four hours to beat. Everything's gonna be at the top of the list, you know. Or it's gonna be like, oh, this is a ten twelve hour game, but it's hard as balls. Well, there. See, I, I was I was thinking about that. Not to cut you off, no, but uh, I was thinking about that. Uh, I was thinking about telling these people. Uh, and I don't mean that like derogatory anything. Just the way it came out. So <laughs> these <wrong>. people, jeez. <laughs> uh, I was thinking about telling the people that are making the list that on this list, they have to try to get us games that take no more than 10 hours to beat. Nah, let them let them have it, man. Well, because if you think about it, if they give us a 20 hour game, 
that's basically taking up the. That's know, it. That's your. That's your day. All, all but four hours of extra life. So I was thinking about telling them try to get a couple, you know, five to ten hour games in there, and there are quite a bit of yeah. them. Even if they're even if they're cheap kids games, throw a couple in there just to allow us to complete more than one. Well, I didn't want to say anything because the I know our friends and even the good ones would still take that as a oh yeah I'll take that into advisement hey guys do not pick anything under 15 hours <laughs> so no I uh, I actually I'm just going to go in blind um you and I had uh, made a little bit of an addendum to the rule set that we kind of threw out there just because of download speeds and things like that so instead of right. them submitting the list to us the day of they're going to give us the list roughly 12 hours before the competition so we can at least look at it real fast and say okay download this this and this so we have stuff on our all right all right so do we do we do we want to reveal who the four people making the list are um yeah sure that'd be great all right so if you guys listen to the show we added a caveat third category onto it where uh, every game beaten on a list um, was going to earn an extra point for your team. So if two people on on your on your team completed the same game, they both get a point. It's not like a carryover thing. And as many games or as many games beaten on that list, uh, because we wanted to add a caveat that you had to play a game from start to finish during extra life. Then we realized, well, that's not really fair because what if so and so is you know we we. If we revealed the list and say hypothetically they put Uncharted Three on, well then what's to stop somebody from going and getting to the the boss of Uncharted Three, stopping and then just playing it on Extra Life to get the point? So what we did was we, uh, me and Dell came up with an idea that there has to be a list of thirty games, at least thirty games, it could be more, um, that either have to be on PlayStation Plus or PlayStation Now, so it's accessible to everybody. And if you beat said game during Extra Life, you get one point for your team. You can beat multiple games. Multiple team members could beat the same exact games, or they could beat different games, but that has that adds you a point to the list. Uh, and to make it fair, as Daryl said, we were not going to reveal the list until Extra Life. Uh, you know, when Extra Life started, that's when they, we were going to be given the list. But to make it fair, because uh, Daryl pointed out, what about downloads? Because some people don't have the same internet. It would, you know, what if it takes five hours to download a game from, you know, Plus or Now, and that basically you just take it away your time, and you're not going to have enough time to actually play the game. Right. So the we're going to get the list. Uh, Extra Life is November sixth. We're going to get the list November fifth at six p.m. And that's when we're going to know. And then from there, you can play the game. Uh, but we came up with a list of people to do the list for us, uh, independent people, that uh, we felt were going to be fair. And those people are Homer, which, Alex, I think you agree with be fair and not really troll. Uh, we have Kalai from the Loot Brothers. Uh, we have Zachary Alexander Lefford. And we had one other person. Who did I forget? Gareth Davis. Gareth Davis. Gareth Davis, yep. So, Alex, I think you think that's a. I, I would think you would agree that would be a fair list of people to come up with a list for us. Yeah. Yep. No trolls in there. And something that we that we discussed that you know when we start streaming because you know Tricky and I are pretty much going to be trying to stream the whole the whole twenty four hours. Um, and then uh, I was sitting, I was talking to Tricky. I said, "Man, what if, if we're streaming and playing games? 
and trying to download stuff. Man, ain't <laughs> especially here in the South, like this. I ain't going to have any games. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we, we talked about just opening it up just a few hours because realistically, if you stayed up, let's say one of our teammates or all of our teammates or in, us included said, all right, I'm going to get a head start. You're really hurting yourself because then you only have 12-ish hours of sleep before a 24-hour marathon of gaming. So whether if you did try to get a head start on it, it's going to cost you in the end. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, and not to mention, I don't think Daryl, you realize this, but during Extra Life is actually daylight savings right, time. So it's twenty-five it's actually hours, not twenty-four yeah. hours. It's twenty-five hours. Uh, so we have to take that into account. Uh, but I think we came up with a fair system. I think uh, what we're doing is you know, a pretty good thing because either way, uh, whether Daryl wins or loses, which he's going to lose, or if the trophy horse win yet again. Uh, the real question is, is Daryl actually going to pay up the bet this time? Hey, man, I made your trophies. So I can't help that you sent them back. You felt so guilty uh, for cheating us. You have an excuse every single time. Don't try to act like, look, me and you were friends outside of here. You ain't got a lot of kick it with me. Uh-huh. <laughs> the, the funny thing is, is uh, Zachary, who's uh, one of the members making the list, uh, I said the only way you're gonna get uh, beyond the council is if you get me my trophy. He goes, well, I moved out of state, so I can't help you that. But I can tell you, I've physically seen them; they do exist. <laughs> <laughs> yep, they do. Uh, See, and, and to make matters worse, Daryl actually made another one and gave it away for his Patreon page, and then bragged about it on his Facebook. Facebook, so you know, it's just another slap in the face. That happened to hey man, look, look here, here's here's what really happened. Okay, all right. So I made your trophies. And I never made, I never designed, I never did the platinum. Like, re- okay. like realistically, because originally I said I was going to do all, like, all the trophies and the platinum. So I started drawing the platinum trophy and then I got busy at work, busy with life and never sat down and finished it. So I, we have the ex- the other trophies made and welded together, <laughs> but I never drew the platinum. And then I don't, I just, so somewhere down the line, uh, I just, uh, we went and got tucked away in the back of my mind and I didn't think about it again until randomly we were cleaning out the office and someone had found someone him. had set them on top of a file cabinet. And I was like, holy crap. <laughs> I was supposed to give those a tricky like five years ago. So here's the, here's the ironic thing, Daryl. It's taken so long for you to design the platinum that the platinum has actually been redesigned by Sony. <laughs> Yeah, so there's that. So All hey, right. you know what? My wife's doing the same thing. I've been doing laser design work for eight years now, and my wife, there's a list a mile long of things my wife's asked for. She might have gotten two items off that list in nine years. All right, we've uh, we spent most of the twenty minutes of this, and poor Alex has had to listen to us. I'm sure he's gonna have to listen to us for the rest of the episode. But let's get into the show proper. Let's do our trophy count. I am level six hundred twenty-six total trophies of fourteen thousand eight hundred two with two hundred eighty-three platinums. Alex, level four hundred fifty total trophy count of seven thousand six hundred twenty-six with a platinum count of one hundred seventeen and one hundred sixteen games. Yield is uh, level 458, total trophies of 7,834 with 137 Platinums. Sid is level 518 with 10,523 trophies and 180 Platinums. And Daryl, for the first time in a very, very long time, yes. your trophy count is going to be heard on this show. Yes. I'm going to allow you to do the honor, sir. It is a level 625 with a total trophy count of... 
13,813. I've gotten like 10 trophies since I updated the agenda this morning. And my total platinum count is 291. That is way more than tricky. That is eight more than me. Way more. Anything after two or three is just like, can you even catch up? And, and Daryl, I'm just going to point this out to you. You said you're going to uh, hopefully pop 100 platinums. That's about 10% of what I'm doing. Well, if you can get all that done, like I told you before, a lot of uh, a lot of extra life for us is going to be like waiting on the console, flipping back and forth through games. Um, and, you know, like I said, my son's participating, so I... I yeah, I think he's gonna rope me into playing some stuff with him. So I'm all uh, my goal is a hundred. We'll see. So I've got a sh- well, I, I've got an ace in the hole on this thing on my team. So I'm not that worried about it. Well, just to let you know, I have a uh, an Excel drive hooked up to my PS5. That's a ter- ten terabyte. So I ever have all my games downloaded. Yeah, well, that is good on you. I'm going to delete Call of Duty, and I can fit anything I need on there. <laughs> Yeah, Call of Duty's 100 gigs alone. Dude, it's like it's All like right. 200 and almost 50 gigs now. The, the latest update. Oh, is it really? Yeah, it's like two, 250 or something, 249. It's ridiculous. That just tells you how shitty Call of Duty is. Not only does it not respect your time and give you a good game, definitely doesn't respect the space on your console. I would uh, I would like you to play, um, I know you don't like first-person games, but man, that, that new Cold War... That's a good campaign. That's a, that's a, I mean, the zombie mode's phenomenal, but like, you're a pudding pop. You don't play scary games. But yeah, that, uh, how would you, how would you rank Cold War against, uh, Ghost? Oof. I don't know, man. It's pretty, it's pretty close. Uh, Cold War's campaign's good. I've always enjoyed Ghost campaign the best, but Cold War's zombie mode is so, so good. And it's very intricate. It's very, uh, it's like an onion, man. The more you peel the layers back, the more you find. So, uh, you know, one of your boys, old MZ Nitro and I, we've been we've been mowing through it and playing on the weekends, and it's been really good. Uh, it's funny that you call MZ uh, my boy now because during the show you told you said he was a traitor. I did. I told him. I told him he was a traitor. Old turncoat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get into what we're playing. I have to get something to drink because I literally just woke up before recording and forgot to get myself something to drink. So, Alex, start us off. What have you been playing, sir? So in the last in the time since you've heard my voice last, I rolled credits on uh, Kena Bridge of Spirits, uh, which I uh, having finished that game. I, I like I said before, I really enjoy that game. Just the visual style of the game, combat's you know deeper than you think. The game is far more challenging than you think. I love the whole you know aesthetic that you're kind of just always in the forest and you fight. Your enemies are like built from the forest, so they're made of rocks, they're made of branches, they're made of you know wood. They're you know very natural things, but obviously it's these creatures that have been corrupted by what's going on within the game. So I just, I can't think of anything bad about that game. It finishes strong. Uh, I definitely had the highlight of that game towards the middle. The the second part of the the three parts of that game, the, the, the boss fight was kind of the highlight for me, but they definitely do finish strong with the final boss fight and kind of the emotional impact of that. So overall, King of Bridge of Spirits is a great game and I really don't have anything bad to say about it. So, uh, yeah, for 40 bucks, I would definitely recommend that, uh, Everybody play it. Yeah, it looks really good, man. That's one I want to jump on. Yeah, it's it's kind of hard to, because um, at first, like when I started playing, it's like, you know, it's a good game and I'm enjoying it. Like they do a lot of things really well with that game. Like I said, they, they do pretty much everything well in that game. And but I think I feel like the visual style is, is, is what's going to pull you into it, whether you want to do it or not. Um, but yeah, it's, it's kind of one of those games where it surprised you because at first I thought, oh, man, this is going to be a romp. This is going to be real easy because I got these little Pikmin characters with me that I can kind of 
command to do what I want within, you know, helping me solve puzzles, but also within the fights with uh, uh, the enemies themselves. But then, like, you get to a certain point, and you realize, oh, this game is actually harder than I thought it was going to be, which I've actually started the one of the playthroughs you had to beat on Master Difficulty, and I've actually started my playthrough on that, and I'm about a half an hour in, so I haven't got really far in. I feel like the best thing to do instead of, like, just trying to do that straight through is to, like, take a break from it, then try to progress a little more, play another game, try to progress through Master Difficulty a little more, because I feel like if I'm trying to play straight through on that, I'm going to start to hate it, because, you know, Tricky's talked about how he doesn't have the platinum for the for the last of us because he didn't want to do some aspect of the game to ruin his his um overall view of the game and i feel like with kina like i I enjoyed the game but i feel like if i went through master i would really become frustrated and be like man i i just i don't it it would kind of like stain the experience so i feel like the best thing to do is you know start it get a little get a little bit in it and then stop and then maybe come back to it later um because honestly i've got i've kind of given that this game is is a difficult platinum I feel like I've got 90% of the trophies right now. The Master Difficulty thing is the only thing I'm missing. I feel like I'm kind of cool with that because uh, my, my completion percentage for trophies is like in the, in the mid-80s. So even if I can't get the Master Difficulty down, I've still got, you know, better than my average. So I, I can live with that. So I am going to try again, pick it up and try it later. But I, I'm cool right now with my 90% because I, even though I like Kina and I would like to have the Platinum, uh, Alan Wake came out on Alan Wake Remaster came out on the fifth of October, and <laughs> I definitely wanted to play through that. No, I mean, look, I know you're just trolling, <laughs> tricky, but oh no, I'm not trolling him. I am definitely not trolling him. Oh, so you played it? So here he like, ain't played it. I've I I I'm, I'm gonna pull Donnie. I've watched YouTube videos. I don't need to play it to know. Oh, God. Anyway, so i I commented that my first <laughs> thoughts on the game were that man, this game does not look great. Like it 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 still looks like a PS3 game, to be honest. Uh and you know, maybe my expectations were set too high. You know, Mark Dupes had had commented, said he understood what I was saying, that you know that maybe my expectations were a little too high for a remaster. It, it but I mean, different studios can do different things with remasters, so it's kinda hard to tell, but I would say once you've been playing on the PlayStation 5 and you have a certain, like, expectation for what games are going to look like, going back to something like Alan Wake Remastered is kind of jarring because you look at the models of the characters in that game and they just don't look great. Like, you got that weird uncanny valley thing and the way they move is just so, it just, it doesn't look great compared to what we're used to these days. So hopefully that doesn't prevent people, like people play it, start playing it, like, oh, wow, this, this. This doesn't look good. I'm, I'm not going to play it. I don't want it to turn people away from playing it because there is still a really good game there. But for me, it was just kind of jarring to see the graphics even under the remaster flag and 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 see, you know, after what I had been used to playing. Um, but so Alan Wake, like I it's I, I saw somewhere in one of the, the in that thread that we had on Facebook and I had shared a review. I think it's from Push Square where it said it's not a scary game. I disagree. I mean, it's not Dead Space scary. It's not Slender the Eight Pages scary. But it is like a thriller, like it is a, a tense game because you know you'll be. The setting is like it's almost like a Stephen King book. You're the you're like romping oh, yeah. through the dark forest, and you have a flashlight that you have to use to burn the darkness off your enemies, and then you use a gun to shoot them. Like there are tense moments in that game because you know you're in uh, a, a fight with these enemies and you're surrounded and you you know you don't want to die. So there is a sense of tension there, and like you're going through the forest and you're always kind of looking around. It's like okay, where are they coming from now? And the great thing is, is that Remedy doesn't always put you in a fight. So you may be going through a forest and there's a large section where there's nothing coming after you, but it, it kind of sows those seeds where it's like you just never know what's coming from. And I think, you know, that 
they don't rely too much on the forest setting because, yes, you do have to run through quite a bit of a national park, but at the same time, like, they make use of other settings. So they kind of take you out of your comfort zone, but then put you back in, which is like with Dead Space, like, the best the, the best way to create tension and suspense is to give you those moments where you have that pause and you can take a breather and then throwing you back into a fight at some other point. Because if you're always in a fight, you're you just you're just always on and you don't have time to go back down and it doesn't have to ha- you don't get to have those moments where oh you go back to a fever pitch where something just comes out of nowhere and you don't see it coming. So even though I do have you know I tricky, are you gonna say something or was that Daryl? No, huh? that was uh, oh, that's, in the background. That, that's Bella. <laughs> okay, uh, but even though I was really disappointed <laughs> visually with the no, game, she, when she I, was barfing at the thought of playing Alan Wake. <laughs> no, no, I mean visually, like yes, I did have an issue um, with the game at first, but you know, once I got into the game and got into the story, because there still is a good story there, and you know, it is a tense thriller. So, I mean, there's a lot to enjoy there. I the. The, the graphical thing, my issue kind of melted away because by the end of the game, I, I'm close to the end of the game now. I couldn't finish it before we started recording, but I don't care about the visuals anymore. I'm just enjoying playing the game again. And, you know, I, I enjoyed my first playthrough on Alan Wake, you know, 10, 11 years ago, but I have very much enjoyed this second romp through Alan Wake because, like I said, it's a good game. They do some good story beats. I mean, it's, it is a, a very good story that they're telling here, uh, the Remedy's telling. So, Despite my quibbles with the way the game looks, I've kind of, as I've gone on, I've gotten engrossed in the story, and I've kind of, it just doesn't matter. I've gotten used to the way the game looks. It's a really good game. Like, uh, I actually just finished it for the first time last year. And so, uh, I was playing it on Xbox One, and it looks, I mean, it looks like it's a little older, but, you know, the modern gen stuff has a tendency of kind of naturally letting things play better. Um, so I'm, I actually bought the PS five version of this game and I was talking on my show this past week that I opened the, I opened the wrapper and like the disc was loose and there was like a one inch split across the, uh, from like the center of the disc over. So I had to send mine back to Amazon. So hopefully my copy will be in this week. Cause I would love to play that, you know, around Halloween. Cause that's, a, that's a, like you were saying about it being like a Stephen King novel and just being spooky and like ramping up tension, especially in the woods, because like there's a lot of enemies in that game. Like that oh, yeah. game. Like I've, I've killed hundreds. Cause you yeah, can, they have a statistics page where you can see where, like how many collectibles you found, but also how many enemies you've killed and by which weapon you've killed them with. Yeah. Yeah. So it's definitely like, uh, so like, I don't know what the, um, what the challenge was that Tricky's avoiding so hard with Alan Wake. I'm not avoiding anything. I heard you're like, it's like just stone cold hiding from it. Just straight up, just terrified about playing this game. Cause this is a tricky game. Yeah. Outside of the fact that it's scary and he's a pudding pop. Like it's, it's a tr- third person uh, adventure narrative story. I mean, it's a, yeah, it's, a, it's one of those things like it's easy to get lost into. And like I said, it's not just the, it's not just the forest that's creepy, the dark forest. It's like the town itself. Yeah. Like this little sleepy town itself is creepy, and they, you know, they, throughout the game they have these little things that that help with the narrative. They not only have like the collectible pages that you can find that is the story that Alan Wake is writing, but also they have a radio show uh, with a local radio host that you can mm-hmm. sit there and listen to. And then they've got a an almost like um, uh, this this weird sci fi show that you can watch on television. They've got different episodes, so you can find a television in the world and turn on Night Springs, which is like this kind of almost like this show based on the town of, of Bright Falls. So it's a spooky little town, a sleepy little town, 
So again, it's it's a good narrative. It's you know a spooky game that's easy to get lost into, and it obviously this time of the year, like it's my Halloween game that I'm playing. So it it has that right feeling for the oh, yeah. season. So I mean, it's going to benefit definitely from it from the time of the year it is. Only complaints though, and I feel like something that takes away kind of the from the thriller aspect of it, like so the pages you have to collect the pages to the Alan Wake novel that kind of flesh out the story. But then there's also a hundred coffee thermoses in the game, which I understand yeah. like that is a that is a collectible that makes sense because, you know, writers push deadlines like, you know, coffee is probably something that they drink. So that makes sense. But then there's a hundred in the world. So you're in this spooky town and, you know, you're being traced, chased by these villains and just like this general darkness that's taken over the town and you're collecting a hundred coffee cups. Like, I feel like that kind of <laughs> takes you out yeah. of the experience a little bit. Whereas, like, if they had done, like, 20 or 15, like, hidden within the world, like, that's fine. But 100, you're traipsing all over this wild, this park, and you're, I don't know, I feel like that kind of takes you out of the experience a little bit. Um, and then, just, like, Alan Wake, like, I understand, like, Alan Wake, like, you can't just sprint past enemies. So, he loses his energy, and you've got to take breathers. You know, you can sprint, but you can only sprint for a short amount of time. And I understand that that bleeds into the aspect of, we're trying to make a, a thrill a, a thriller where you're not just able to just powerhouse through everything and just run rush out of everything. So you're going to get tired and you're not going to be able to run away from these enemies that because they're cloaked in darkness, like they have no limits. They will run after you and they will always run after you. But so that aspect of Alan Wake not being like a super athletic guy and you get tired pretty easily like that adds to the tension. But then like also you're looking for all these collectibles and you're trying to drag Alan Wake even in segments where there's not a fight all over the mountain, all over the wilderness. It's like, it does get a little old when you're just trying to find a collectible and search through a certain area. So I understand that it adds to the tension, but also when you're trying to find all these collectibles, like just dragging him around the mountain does get a little tedious. Um, yeah, but yeah. It, is, it is a really good game, and it's something that is easy to get lost in. You know, you look at something like Control that Remedy also made, and Control is a really fun game, but the story was really weak in that. And I feel like Alan Wake was their best game that they've ever made because the story is really good, but I think that the gameplay is closer to the quality of the story than something like Control, where I feel like the quality of the gameplay is really high and the quality of the story is just super convoluted and I, I can't get into it. So Definitely convoluted, but it was one of those stories that really benefited if you sat there and read all the files and stuff. Like it was, it really helped. Okay, because I tend not to do that. Like, if there's something like audio, like, I've sat and listened to all, I've watched all the TV shows on uh, Night Springs and Alan Wake, and I listened to all the radio stations, but typically I don't open up and read the manuscripts, so yeah. maybe that's bad on me, but also, I don't know, like, I'm just kind of in the moment, like, I just want to continue on with the game. And I feel so, like there's, there's, oh, like, I'm sorry. Oh, no, you're good, Daryl, but, like, I feel like I'll finish up here, and, um, but... I feel like audio logs and effect can like is the best way to convey information because then I can continue playing. But then if I have to stop and read, that kind of breaks up the action, which in a game like this, like the, the first part of Alan Wake is you're trying to get to this gas station, go through the woods to get to this gas station. You know, obviously you're trying to get as close to light as you can. And that for me is like an iconic moment in games because you're, you know, you're always looking over to see how far you are from the gas station. So, but I mean, I feel like me always trying to move forward in this game is like it, it's kind of a disservice to stop and have to read things because like I feel like there's better ways to incorporate that stuff within a game. Yeah, and that's definitely like a uh, survival horror trope kind of thing. Like uh, the Resident Evil games and even the Silent Hill games to an extent have always had like here's more lore and world building, you know, through these files and these files will kind of fill in the gaps and then you take somebody like Sam Lake, somebody who writes just like novels and so much dialogue like 
there were there was so so much in um quantum break and uh control like just so much writing in those files and stuff but it's one of those stories that like it connected the universes of Alan Wake, Quantum Break, and uh, Control. Like, there's references to Alan Wake by name in Control if you read, you know, those files. So it's pretty interesting. Yeah, and I was definitely glad to see them kind of build those universes and kind of meld them together within Control. Because once you get to the DLC, well, spoilers, but Alan Wake is in the DLC. So, <laughs> um. But yeah, I mean, I I am, in, despite my early quibbles, I, I did want to say that I, I am enjoying my time through Alan Wake, and I have been very glad and appreciative that I have been able to play through the game another time. And I, I you know, Tricky, I will say that I do think that having played this game before, that nostalgia will be a huge benefit for people, and those are probably the people who will enjoy this game the most. But I, I, I think that new players can enjoy it as well, so I'm going to say that you should still play through it, because you already bought it, so you might as well play through it. Oh, I'm sorry. I, w- I just woke up. You guys done? <laughs> so, so what's what's going on here? You said that uh, Duplex and uh, Levi challenged you to play the game for Extra Life, and Levi said See, you would know this already if you listened to the show. I did listen to the show. I just don't remember. I guess I missed it because I listen while I'm at work. But like, what was what was said? Because I have a year to complete the game, and for, if I complete the game, there are five to six people who are going to donate to my Extra Life page. Uh, Dollar amounts have not been discussed, but <clears throat> I have to play the game start to finish online on, on stream, and it has to be an extra life uh, themed stream. Uh, if I beat it start to finish, uh, like I said, six up to six people, maybe more, I don't know. Uh, they're going to donate to my extra life page. If I happen to get the platinum, everybody has agreed to double their donations. So, because Levi made the comment to me that you stand to make a few hundred bucks off of this game if you play it for Extra Life on Extra Life. Yes. Yeah. Well, no. Well, mm. the, I told them that I would not be able to do it on Extra Life Day because I already had the war with you. He said, that's okay. You have up to a year to complete it. Man, that's like, they, they give you some exceptions, don't they? That's Them boys are good to you. Yeah, well, see, if I play the game, you know, in in chunks, because I figure by the time I start it, and by the time you know, as long as it takes me to throw up playing it, it's only <laughs> gonna, it's going to take me a year to beat the game. I don't see why you don't just man up and do it all one and done on on stream at Extra Life. Because I mean, the goal is right to get to raise enough money for the kids to where you get that like platinum status, correct? Yes, uh, actually. Uh, it's funny that you said that because I actually put a, a post in the Tofio's group and the Loot Brothers group. There is a neon light that I want to get. Yeah. And I have, in order to get it, I have to raise 2500 I believe. Yeah. So one, it stands to for reasonable that if you were to take Extra Life and play Alan Wake from start to finish, and get those extra donations, you could potentially get pretty close to your goal. Yes, and uh, you know, thank you for stalling a little bit. I, ha- I I made the post, and I made a pledge, and Alex, you'll appreciate this. Uh, I made a pledge that if I qualified to get the neon light, I promised to not play one rat, spam, or visual novel game for the next year, of which is 365 days from the time that I break it, after I crush the threshold, and also I will double the money in the prize pool for the be legit. So uh, this 
because uh, Alex, I don't know. If, I I know you don't listen to the shows, but this is actually an incentive for Al or for Daryl's team to hijack and booby trap me for extra life because for every I think it's we said twenty dollars every twenty dollar donation. Uh, uh, if somebody makes a twenty dollar donation to one of our pages, we have to play a game of their choice for at least thirty minutes. No, for an hour. Oh, was it for, for an, an hour? hour? Yep. So, like, let's say oh, for an hour. Let's say eight a.m. We fire up for extra life, and then Resident Daryl drops a twenty spot in your in your extra life and says, "Alan Wake now, baby boy." You know, there's an hour of Alan Wake right there. Actually, you know what I. <sighs> I, okay, you know what? It's for the kids. I want to take Alan Wake off that list. Because oh, I want to do it's one. for the kids. I want, no, no, no. I want hold, to take it off. Hold on a second. I, no, because I want to do a legit dedicated Alan Wake stream. I don't want to break it up. Don't break it up then. I want to sit here, start to finish, and play the game. 8 a.m. November You're 6th. You're dropping a 20, aren't you? I'll throw, You're dropping a 20, I'll throw a 20 spot your way, and we'll do it for the kids. <laughs> I, I tell you what, I'll play it with you. I'll, I'll if my copy's in, I'll play it with you. I'll I'll, I'll forego my spamathon for the kids. All right, so there you go. Uh, <laughs> you don't, you don't, you that, Alex, you don't want nothing to do with that. <laughs> Doesn't no. sound like it. it <laughs> if I raise twenty five hundred dollars and I get this late, I cannot play one rat spam or visual novel game. <laughs> For three hundred sixty-five <laughs> days, and I'm gonna double the money in the legit contest. He's gonna he's gonna l- rattle off like fifty things he'll do in life, but to not not be able to play spam platinums on this day. <laughs> I'll do five hundred hours of community service. <laughs> he doesn't want to lose too much ground in you over uh, to you over the course of a year in the in platinums. Oh, it's gonna be it'd be bad. I mean, realistically, he, if he quit spamming, it'd be bad. It it would be bad, <laughs> but then on the three hundred sixty uh, sixty sixth day, I'm gonna be like a like, like a little spider monkey <laughs> just wearing it out. <laughs> I'm just gonna take vacation for the next three weeks after that and be there like, go. okay, I gotta get my fix. All right, well, <laughs> well, all right, well, let me ask you, Tricky, what have you been getting your uh, your fix with lately? I have not played a damn video game all week. <laughs> oh, he's in a bad spot, Alex. I'm gonna wear him out. <laughs> Um, I I have been uh, downloading and preparing for the war. Uh, I've out of the ten terabyte hard drive that I told Daryl that I had, uh, probably eight gigs of it are games. the The only way that the the this war is going to hurt me is because me and Daryl have agreed that we can only play on one console at a time. Yep. So we I can't have my uh my two fives going. I can't have my three fours going. I can't have my two Vitas going. My several PS3s going. How many TVs going. you got? Jesus. <laughs> oh no! See that that's what they make uh splitters for HDMI yeah, splitters for. <laughs> yeah. So um, I'm uh, in our game room. We've got three 50 inch TVs with three PS4s, and then my son saved up and bought his own PS5. So he's got a PS5 and a PS4 in there, and um. I was just like, it's hard for me to say no to this because I could be, I could have three games running. I could have spam games popping. I could have like legit game games that you don't actually have to do much. Just like let them run, you know, like telltale games. I could be, I could be boosting my own trophies with a partner. Of, it was, uh, there's a lot, but you know, ah, uh, see, ready start to come out the cheats. No, no, no. I'm saying I could if I was to do the multiple consoles, but no, I'm not. Now, I will say this because my son is my fifth man, 
I mean, we're going to be in the same room, you know, we, we, we share the same library. I mean, it's kind of like, you know. Uh, you, you you know the rules. I said nobody's allowed to earn trophies for you. No, 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 no. I'll, everything like that will be will be legit. Now I'll be on camera, you know, doing doing it legit. I want to, and this has been my like. Uh, I kind of want to use this as a way to kind of springboard into streaming on the weekends. So this will be good to get, <laughs> um, you know, because because there's a handful of, of people that I want to stream with, uh, my brother being one of them, and um. You know, this is going to be a good, you know, jump in, get some time on there and then keep on rolling. All right. Well, since you revealed your fifth team member, I guess I'll reveal my fifth team member. Uh, I don't have my his permission to use his name on the stream, but I am going to tell you that uh, I have recruited a trophy virgin Whoa. for the war. Whoa. This man has been so pure in his trophy count. That he doesn't even know what my name is Mayo is. Is that Hannah? No. Oh no, he, Hannah would never join a, a PlayStation team. Yeah. Um. This man has uh He doesn't know what Mayo is. Well, actually, you know what? I take back. He knows what Mayo is, but doesn't understand the mechanics of Mayo. Doesn't understand what Mister Massage is. <laughs> Could you imagine um, that without a feedback? <laughs> uh. <laughs> He doesn't know how to slide into the EU accounts, and I'm uh, slowly teaching him. Uh, I actually sent a message to his sister, who's actually my friend, and said, I am turning your brother into a whore, and just left it at that. There you go. Good, good. And he's he's going to get a kick out when he hears the show, because he listens to the show, but he's like, he's he's just dipping his toe into the uh, into the war and the, the whoredom. Let's, let, 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 let me tell you how easy it was to recruit him. I sent him a message saying, hey, uh, would you be interested in participating in the war? And without a moment's notice, he texted back, hell yeah, I'm in. Whatever it takes. Hmm. Now, um, I, I'm, I'm curious about your other teammates. Are they... Um, uh, are, are, are we revealing our teammates now? I mean, that's up to you, but like, are they purists? Because I don't have a pure soul on my team, with the exception of my son, and He's. He, I told him the only way he could have that spot over someone who's willing to do whatever it takes is that he's going to have to do whatever it takes. So before we get into what we're playing, and I'm going to skip a couple of these topics uh, as we go because a couple of these are a little outdated. Uh, but Daryl, let's go one by one, reveal our teammates. Uh, you first. All right. So I already told you my fifth man would be my son, uh, my 11-year-old Noah the Builder. Well, okay, we do that. So let's go on to another one. Okay, okay. So then next up would be um, the spam master himself, uh, that one Seagull, J- John Tancredi. All right, well, that that's weak sauce because uh, I'm a, uh, you already know this, and that's why you've called him a traitor. <laughs> I have the MC Nitro on my team. There you go. There you go. Which uh, I'm curious, is, is he going to remain pure and wholesome, or is he going to get down and play like a real oh, man? Oh, he's getting... He said he's going to get down and do the No, he, he would never. Yes. He's not going to taint his his count like that. He said he's getting down. He's ready to do and get down and dirty. Oh, that's going to be so funny. <laughs> this dude's over here busting out real games over here, like doing real platinums and then freaking killing himself over mafia. And then he's going to stoop down to our level. The poor guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. You're next team member. All right. I have the Guinness world record holder, the grounded gamer. I've got Corey. All right. And I have, 
Uh, the man who recently changed his name uh, and now I have Rick on my team. Oh, I, that's an interesting one right there because he's a beast when it comes to just beating games in general. And um, and he's uh, been known to dabble into some trophy competitions. So uh, that's that's an interesting one right there. And then uh, right. next up, I've got uh, Mr. TMNT84. I got Joe. Yeah, that's weak sauce. I mean, hey, you, you, you know, it might be. It might be. You never know. All right. Uh, and let's see. All right. So. All right. So that's all your teammates. Then, right? That's it. That's my five. All right. And uh, Alex, I want you to know. I'm I'm pulling out the the ringer here, the man who has no depths that he will not sing to to help me out. I have dupes himself, Mark. Which I got to comment. I've seen how fast Mark can platinum a game, like say Alan Wake or Kena. Yes. It's like the next fucking day, he's like, I got the platinum. I'm like, what? How? Yeah, yeah. I saw that. I was like, no way. And Alan Wake is not an easy platinum. So. uh yeah, so my team is going to destroy your team. I don't think so, man. Uh, I don't know. I think... I, after hearing the lineups, I'd say it's pretty evenly matched. It's probably going to come down to the two of you. <laughs> yeah, that, what, well, the way we did it this time, Alex, was the spam. Honestly, it's not even the best way to go um, because we we decided to open it up to the community for these other like legit games. So realistically, it's I think and I could be wrong. It's going to come down to whatever team knocks out the most actual legit games in 24 hours off that list, because they're one point apiece, Whereas all of the platinums are one point and all of the trophies are one point. All right. Let me, let me recap for everybody that uh, has not listened to the show. Uh, the, the, the war is being broken down into three categories, uh, platinums, trophies, and legit games. So the way it works, Alex is the team that gets the most platinums gets a point, but the individual, the sole individual gets the most platinums, gets an extra point for their team. So hypothetically, Daryl's team could beat us in total platinums, but I get the most platinums where we both have a point apiece. Which I'm calling it now. We will get the most platinums and we, one of my teammates will get the most individual. Uh, we're also going to have total trophies. Same rules apply. Team that gets the most trophies gets a point. The individual gets an extra that gets the most trophies gets a point for their team. And what Daryl was saying is going to come down to the legit games because each one of those is a point each. So even if we knock out 250 platinums apiece, it does not matter because we only can get one point for all those platinums where the legit games can be beat legit and a team could get five, six, seven points. Yep. And then the only other thing I would ask is I would like everyone's gamer tags like before. Oh, I'm getting I'm getting everybody's PlayStation. I'm saying with the war, the day before the war, I'm going to set up a spreadsheet and say, this is what everybody's platinums is. This is what everybody's trophies is. The same way I set up for the war that, you know, for the two first two weeks, you guys came out strong. And then the last three weeks, we kind of whipped your ass. Yep. As my, Members slowly died and disappeared. Oh, off the face stop! Of the earth. We lost the team. We lost Donnie. And we no, lost he didn't lose Donnie. He just played at his own pace to the end. You know. Speaking of what I've been playing, 
game. Uh, so with the new Saints Row game coming out at the beginning of next year, looking like February, uh, I jumped into Agents of Mayhem, and I played. It's a good game, isn't it? It's a really good game. I think all these little friggin' haters that said it's no good, like it's not a perfect game, and I will say it's not even. It's not a Saints Row game. It's like it's not as good as their typical games, but freaking Ages of Mayhem is great. Like the driving in that game is so fun. Uh, the actual moment to moment combat is fun. I don't like the characters. I don't. There's not really even one that I enjoy. I think that the writing for the characters is kind of bad. Actually, um, there are some really funny dick and fart jokes, like through, sprinkled throughout the game. But they're kind of masked by like just overall unlikable characters. Um, but the game is fun. Like I beat the game. I think it took me like uh, seventeen to twenty hours to beat the game. But the platinum is like estimated about sixty hours. And I didn't think I was going to go for it, but I'm like thirty hours in. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I'm here now, and uh, I've already I'm, I've almost beat all the operations on the on hard and. I'm just kind of chipping away at that. It's the the daily contracts and the weekly contracts that like no, it's the daily ones. You have to do 15 daily contracts that that like are tied to like online. That's like super frustrating. Did you get the platinum for that one, Tricky? No, I actually I was going to go after it, and it just it became too much. I was like, yeah, I, you know what? I'm going to come back to this. What we need what we need to do is you and I should get on at the same time, like like on the weekend and the morning. Because right. the contracts are set up for 24 hours. My problem is this, is I usually get on really late at night after everybody goes to bed, and there's only three hours, two hours left before the contracts re- you know expire. Right. And then I never finish them because they are they ask for like ungodly amounts of kills of specific uh, people and yep. then specific yep. tasks. And they're very frustrating. They're, they're not fun. Um, and it's one of those things to where if they just stayed active for a week at a time, it would be great because – over the course of me just replaying layers and stuff and actually just playing the game for fun, I would get those trophies. Nevertheless, I, it's one of those things where even when I jump into a group or an open session, because you can't play with people online, your just stats are tied together online. Right. Um, when I jump into those, like I, I, I might get like 60% through with a contract and it fall apart. You know, it just doesn't get finished. So, that's definitely I'll, I'll definitely help you out with it yeah we, that's something we should work together on just because you know there's no reason for us not to have that platinum especially if we both enjoy the game um that i might just wait until actually yeah, i'm about to say yeah after yeah after actually <laughs> <laughs> i'm not wasting my 24 hours on that one. but it's one of those games that like i've uh put podcasts on or listen to music and just like my wife will be asleep beside me and i'll just be laying in bed and i'll just like ah oh, you know what i'll do a couple missions i'll do a couple operations and you know what? I'm just I'll clear out all the shards in this one level, and uh, like I said, I'm like thirty something hours into the game, and I, I'm just I'm really having a good time. I'm also uh, chipping away at Saints Row Four, uh, the what do they call it, the reelected edition or whatever, the whatever the the complete version was with all the DLC and stuff. Uh, yeah, reelected, and. It's so fun. Like it's, I've already platinumed it on PS3. I'm ch- I'm going through it again on uh, PS4. Uh, well, I'm technically playing on PS5, but uh, I played through all the DLC this morning before everybody woke up. Uh, the Santa Claus missions are so freaking funny. Like I don't know if you played the DLC for Saints Row Four, but it is it is really really fun. It's really good stuff. Uh, and then Nolan North's voice acting in this game is so 
good because when you create your character, the boss, you can pick through a bunch of different default, you know, um, voices. And then there's one that just says Nolan North. And so yeah. that's who I pick. And he's, um, of course, who does? Yeah. It's, it's like, it's like playing Deadpool. <laughs> it's just so funny. And uh, running through the town, just causing mayhem, Nolan North screaming, flying through the, through the, it's great. So uh, those are the ones I've been playing. And then I will say there's one more game I just will throw out there. Um, I, I got the PS5 camera and I started streaming through my PS5 yesterday just to kind of test it out. And the streaming is so smooth and so well integrated and well done in this console. Like, it's awesome. Like, I've, I don't have a ton of experience streaming in general. And I definitely don't have a lot of experience streaming through a PC. We used to do our show that way. And it was just, there was always a problem. We are Elgondos were always doing something stupid. And, you know, maybe our layout on Twitch was acting. I don't know. It seemed like it was a little more complicated, especially if you move things around. Like if you're set up a stationary, then it's not as bad. But, but like, and then using the PS4 to stream, like it was a little bit of like, I don't want to say jank to it, but like things didn't quite work right. They had that weird blue screen whenever you would kind of go in and out of menus and stuff, and it just didn't look that great. The streaming setup to the PS5 is so much better, so smooth. And my daughter and I sat down in my office last night, and we just like, let's pick a game. Let's pick a, a horror game, and we'll just play it, stream it, and see what happens. Um, So I took my, my Blue Yeti, which I think, Alex, you used the same mic. The, um, I, the I used to use that one, yeah. Yeah. I got a different one now. I got a, a J Lab. Gotcha. So, I, so I plug my Yeti right uh, right into the console. It immediately registers it. I put a splitter for the headphone jack at the bottom. Put headphones on her. Headphones on myself. And then we're golden. The audio quality was great. The mix was really good. Um, and then we we you know, jumped into the stream. And then we streamed to completion this game called Evil Inside. And it's like a PT ripoff, like a PT clone. Um. Not as good, but like for my nine-year-old who's getting these jump scares were just wearing her out. It was awesome. And um, it was pretty interesting. We had a good time. Uh, we streamed it. Like I said, I ripped it over, stuck it on my YouTube. And that's something that me and her are going to do more of. Just kind of like find these little Five Nights at Freddy, you know, PT ripoffs and do like these little jump scare, you know, streams, as you know, daddy-daughter streams. And we had a really good time. So uh, that one was a pretty good one and tricky. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna throw you a little bone here, okay? Oh boy! Evil in uh, evil inside is what it's called. It's a first person. Has spiders? Do I, no, no spiders. No spiders. It's like almost like a carbon copy of of PT. So you played PT, correct? I did. Okay. So it's not as scary as PT. It's actually a little cheesier because it's someone trying to emulate what he did. But you know, it's a loop system. Every loop is a trophy. Um, there's no missables. Like it's one hour to with no guide, like one hour, no guide. We, we platinum the game. So, you know, right. if you wanted to do something a little fun and interesting, you know, um, yeah. See, my, my problem with first person games is the combat. Cause I've actually gotten, uh, like I have the, the, the platinum in portal two. Yeah. So I can do first person. My problem with first person has always been combat because I'm a strategic person where if I'm getting into a gunfight, I like to find cover. I don't like to just stand out in the open and blast somebody. And if I can't see my character, I can't see cover. And, you know, it's just I get it. it complicates the problem. So. All right. 
we are officially 59 minutes into the show. We haven't even gotten to our first topic yet. I'm sure Alex is pulling his damn hair out. Well, I mean, you might if, if we go past nine, you might get some more texts and calls from Ashley. So, all right. So let, let, let's do this quick. Uh, Daryl, pick a number one through five. Uh, let's do number three. If you're looking for additional ways to support us, you can always stop by our Patreon page at www.patreon.com backslash Proving Gamer. No matter what tier you decide to support us at, know that it helps pay the bills and is greatly appreciated. And it's the only way to get the newest podcast, Tricky Thoughts, where Tricky sits down and discusses current events, social issues, and much more. No one has ever sounded that excited for Tricky Thoughts. <laughs> Fun fact, Daryl was actually the first guest on Tricky Thoughts, and it took me close to a year to get him on it. <laughs> he did. You asked me for a long time for that one. Yes. Alright, let's go into our topics. And Like I said, I, I have, like, I think it's 10 topics here. I'm probably going to skip a lot of them. Uh, but let's get into the important ones. First one is coming from IGN and his writ- is being written by Robert Anderson. Sony has opened up registrations to buy a PlayStation 5 in the U.S. Uh, Sony has opened a direct registration system that will give those in the U.S. a chance to purchase a PS5 this holiday season. However, not just anyone with a PSN account will be invited. According to the Frequently FAQ page, Invitations are limited and would be based on, quote, previous interest in PlayStation activities, end quote. How I love how that's so vague. Yep. There will be a limited number of consoles available, but if you want to be within a chance, all you have to do is register uh, for an invitation using your email and PlayStation ID. Uh, I, we will put a link in the Facebook group. Uh, emails will be sent out in November, and if selected, you'll be invited to purchase the console via PS Direct. Uh, if you guys follow Levi, Levi actually got his through the PlayStation Direct, so very similar thing. Um, each invitation will provide access to one PlayStation 5 or PlayStation 5 digital console. You'll, it will also have a time limit if you do register to keep an eye on the emails in November. If you're interested in even more PlayStation 5 stock updates, I'm not reading all that. Uh, Sony has already confirmed that the supply shortages for the PlayStation 5 will continue into 2022 as the global clip, uh, chip storage has caused more issues. So uh, go if you're looking for a PS5 or you're looking for a second PS5 or in mine and Dallas case, you're looking for your sixth PlayStation 5. <laughs> make, sure, make sure you go sign up for the uh, chance to purchase one. Yeah. I, I, I like to just kind of point out real fast that like uh, a lot of the fan base likes to crap on Sony as if they're in control of the supply across the world. Absolutely. <laughs> and what frustrates me the most is everybody's like Sony screwed up the launch of their, the, of the PS five. And it's like, yeah, but you know what? The scalpers bought it from Walmart or Target or Best Buy. Right. It has nothing to not do buy with it from Sony. <laughs> and then Sony's like, okay, here, what we're, we're going to do is we're going to take matters into our own hands and we're going to do like a little lottery system or a email system. And it's like, I've been sitting back for a year listening to people complain about like what Sony didn't do right. I'm like, they did exactly what they were supposed to do. They took the order, pre-orders from the retailers. The retailers bought them and botched it. And like, like, hey, <laughs> but yet Sony's called a bad rap on it. So I'm like, it's nice of them to do this, even though they don't have to. But I'm sure they make a little more money, you know, doing it themselves rather than the cut that the, the retailers get anyways. 
and it's not just the scalpers that are buying the PlayStation Five; they're also buying the Xbox Series S and X. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But if you if you get on the internet right now, everybody's going. It, the the common thread is Sony screwing this up, and how could they let the scalpers buy all the consoles and sit on them? Because you know that's what scalpers do: they buy consoles and hoard them; they don't resell them. Which is ludicrous. Well, I mean, they're, they're having to hoard the Series X and X because nobody wants those. And that's that is a problem. Yeah, they'll be discounted for you. Know it. They'll be in one ninety nine ninety nine. All right, uh, Alex, you have any comments about this? I know you got your PS. No, I mean any any way that they can get PlayStation fives out to people that's fair is you know, I mean, granted, you said that the the qualifications for PlayStation activity are pretty vague, but I mean, there's only a few ways they could do that. So if as long if you're active on the PlayStation, you're earning trophies, especially since they give you rewards now for earning platinum trophies, then, I mean, that's probably the best way for you to do it. Well, I, I hate to put a damper on this whole thing, but, like, you know, when they did this the first wave, I didn't get an email. But you know who did get an email? I didn't either. My alternate account that has, like, no platinums on it. They're saying, here, take a system, get platinums. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's exactly what they were doing. They're like, this guy over here, he's fine. He's fine, but the, my alt account that I use specifically for boosting to, to with myself, it was like, oh, here, here's your PlayStation Five, sir. I'm like, what the crap? Which I mean, I got mine. Uh, I did a, I got a Walmart pre order, you know, on the first wave. So I, it's not like I needed one, but I, I, I thought right. that that first lottery system is a little weird because, like, if it's based on activity, surely Resident Daryl would have got one, but Arkham, Arkham Dad, or Arkham Daryl, whatever my alt account is. That's the one that got it. So, yeah, Al- Alex doesn't have to worry about this because he got his PlayStation Five through the Tricky Direct. There you go. <laughs> what? I get no reaction, Alex. That was pretty good. I mean, I can't give you as much credit as I give Ashley for giving me a PlayStation Five because then I'll, I'll hear about it. So Ashley did more most more the footwork than anybody. She did all the heavy lifting. Yeah, she did. All, she did all really? the cash flow. That's what she did. That's the heaviest <laughs> lifting. There you go. Wow. I don't remember. And to that. be fair, she was looking for a PlayStation Five for me for a long time. So I, I'm not. I'm not putting putting down Ashley's efforts at all. I'm just upset that you're downplaying you're, my you're, efforts. I'm not downplaying your efforts. I'm just saying that Ashley did the most to get me a PlayStation Five, and just gonna say that you're walking a fine line there, Drake, because you know you will get a call. If- oh, I know. Fun fact: ever since I've gotten Alex and Yield their PlayStation Fives, I've gotten uh, thirty other people their PlayStation Fives. You want a damn trophy for that? All right. Yep. Yeah, I do want. I'll trophy. make you. One. I want the trophies that was supposed. To, yeah, I'll make you. I was, was going to say, Daryl, when you get <laughs> that would be on the mail. I'll get that five years there later. <laughs> All right. Uh, Disney is teasing a new Star Wars announcement for December. This is coming from IGN and is written by Jared Moore. Disney and Lucasfilm have teased a Star Wars video game announcement for December as part of a publishing campaign that will reveal a new Star Wars products every Tuesday for the rest of the year. As announced in an article on the official website, the companies have launched their, quote, bring home the bounty, end quote, campaign, which will see new Star Wars toys, collectibles, books, apparel, and more revealed on a weekly basis from now until the end of December. Sony has given fans a glimpse of what they might expect from potential announcements across the campaign through an interactive poster on each site. Each week on the poster details different characters and memorabilia from across the franchise. However, on December 14th, Disney has instead opted to lead with the image of a gamepad, hinting that there will be a new Star Wars game announcement on its way. So, I'm not going to read the rest of this article, but how many... uh, Which Okay, I was going to say how many, but... Do you guys think this is a Fallen Order sequel? 
I put more money on it being a Mandalorian game. Yeah, either that or uh, they're revising Project Ragtag, and Amy Henning is making her valiant return. Although, also, like, I honestly, since Disney's more involved with this, and it's not like an EA thing, I would think that like something like they they would want to they would make want to make a good game, but also they would want to promote one of their shows on Disney Plus, like Bad Batch or Mandalorian, like I said. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on to Daryl's favorite service. Uh, F Game Pass. <laughs> Let's go to the PlayStation now. That's right. Uh, coming from IGN, written by Adam Bankhurst. The Last of Us Part 2 Fallout 76 lead October 2021's new PlayStation Now games. As revealed on the blog, uh, Last of Us Part 2, Fallout 76, Desperados 3, Amnesia Collection, Final Fantasy 8 Remastered, Yet Another Zombie Defense, Victor Varan, Overkill Edition are all joining the PlayStation Now service on October 5th. So if you listen to this, it was a week ago. Well, two weeks ago. We're really late. We missed the show. Sorry. Uh, all these games will be available on the streaming game uh, the streaming slash game download subscription service for an infinite amount of time except for the last verse part two which will leave the service on january 3rd so you still have plenty of time to play it it's it, it's a year old game like why not just leave it on there because it still sells it does. Uh, speaking of The Last of Us Part 2, those who choose to download the game to the PS5 will be able to take advantage of the game's PlayStation 5 performance patch that offers an option to play the game at 50, uh, 60 frames per second. Uh, Fallout 76 uh, should be given away for free forever because that game sucks. <laughs> um, yeah, so there you go. So uh, maybe some of those games will be on our list there for the war there, Daryl. Hey, I would just like to point out that that means that The Last of Us and The Last of Us 2 are on PlayStation Now. If the service only consisted of those two games, Xbox the money. would still never be able to touch it. If, if yeah. PlayStation Now consisted of just The Last of Us, Last of Us 2 versus everything on Game Pass, those two games critically, commercially outweigh all the other trash. Good God. Maybe you and Tricky are closer than I think. Hey, man, look, you got all these Game Pasturbators coming on your show and talking about how great Microsoft Whoa. is because they give them a freaking hundred sixes and sevens. But then you go on PlayStation Now and it's got, you got all, you got Uncharted games. You got nines and tens. Yeah. It's, I mean, like Corey and I started compiling the list and it's not even close. Like, it's ridiculous. I, I, uh, this wasn't in the, t- in the agenda just because it was an Xbox topic, but I literally saw an article. That said, Xbox Game Pass has saved millions of gamers money because they put a game on Game Pass. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, this game saved gamers millions of dollars. No, you put a game on there for free. Well, it's like, if you look at it, they are saving money because they're putting games on there broken. And then people are like, oh, not buying that. <laughs> All right, moving on to the next topic. Uh, this one's a little bit more important, uh, and you know, this, uh, there's a lot of information here. Uh, this is coming from IGN again and written by Cat Bailey. PlayStation 3 and Vita PlayStation stores will no longer take credit cards or PayPal. Early this year, Sony's apparent decision to close the PlayStation 3 and Vita stores caused a furor among fans. Sony eventually reversed course, but will soon be very difficult to purchase new games from the store regardless. It's not new, very difficult at it's all. It's not difficult at all, actually. 
as spotted by Kotaku, buried on the PlayStation support page, is a notice that PlayStation Store on Vita and PS3 will soon no longer accept credit card or PayPal. That won't make the library completely inaccessible. It's still possible to load up your wallet through devices like a desktop PC, but it will be, make it considerably more inconvenient. That I will agree with. In order to purchase PS3 or Vita games on the PlayStation Store, you will either need to purchase a gift card or use the wallet system via Sony's website. You can also use any funds that you add via your PlayStation 4 or PlayStation 5. Even now, it's not the easiest task in the world to access the PlayStation Store on a Vita. If you have two-factor authentication enabled, you'll have to go through a separate song and dance just to log in. You would think that Sony Vita owners would have suffered enough, but Sony's defunct device keeps finding new and inventive ways to torment them from beyond. I can't stand pe- Vita haters that write articles. Oh, no. And then the, the bad thing oh is this. They're, they're little Nintendo tryhards, too. And it's like, for how long have you had to use the wallet system on Nintendo to purchase anything? I, let, let me just break this down simple for you. You're not going to be able to go onto the PlayStation Store on the PS3 or the Vita and use your credit card or your PayPal to purchase games. But just like every other option in the world, right. if you use, if you go to the website, you could add funds to your PlayStation wallet and add money to them using your credit card or PayPal. You're just not going to be able to do it on a PS3 or Vita system. This is the same as anything. When you go buy a game on the store on any device, essentially what you're doing is loading up your PlayStation wallet and you're paying with your PlayStation wallet. This long article basically breaks down to say you're only going to be using be able to use your PlayStation wallet. So if you want if you want to buy games, add money to your PlayStation wallet. That's all it is. And it's only because it's, not hard. it's because these devices are so old and people have hacked them wide open. This is for your safety. It's not even it's not even a big deal. If this was Nintendo, this a same person would write the article and go, "Oh my god, praise Nintendo for this extra security they're adding to make sure that we the people are no longer being taken advantage of in this digital landscape." Like these guys are freaking ridiculous. And if you really want to buy games on your PS3 and your Vita, go to GameStop. Go to any retail store. Go to any 7-Eleven. Just buy a PlayStation a Network card. Yeah. So that's all it is. Because all my kids are attached to my my family, you know, in the PlayStation Network, I have to, I do it that way out of, like, you know, that's how I monitor spending. You know, I was like, okay, I put money in our wallet. And then it's like as they you know unlock their allowance and they do their chores and things, it's like, oh, they have X amount of dollars they can spend you know on their battle passes, their skins, their whatever they want to buy. And it's like, yeah, and uh, I just reload my wallet. That way, you know, people are not accessing my credit card directly. So like for you know for me, it's just like, hey, oh, now now they're requiring you on these older devices to spend money the way I spend money voluntarily. Okay, no big deal. So, and that's my opinion, anyways. I mean, like again, like I, you know, not everybody has kids. Not everybody is, you know, monitoring spending and things like that. So, Grand Theft Auto: The Trilogy, the definitive edition, has officially been announced. If you are a old school Grand Theft Auto fan, both three, uh, all three of three Vice City and San Andreas will be released in the same. Uh, game. Uh, the, update, the updated games will be released for the PlayStation 5, the PlayStation 4, the Xbox Series SX, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC later this year. More reports will follow in the, the next year. All three games, quote, will feature cross-the-board upgrades, including graphical improvements and modern-day enhancements for all three titles, while still maintaining the classic look and feel of the originals. 
End quote. More details will follow in the upcoming weeks. Rockstar has not yet confirmed if the games will be released as a single package, uh, as individual titles, or both. The existing versions of all three games will be removed from the digital stores next week. Uh, that's uh, that's already happened. Uh, Rockstar has announced that the games will come to iOS and Android in the first half of 2022. Uh, okay, so there's more to the article, but obviously you get the point. Uh, I bring this up not because we're Grand Theft Auto fans, but it has been a little controversy, as I said in the article, that now that they're coming out with the, the Definitive Edition, they have removed the games digitally from the stores. Do you feel that was a smart move? Uh, Alex, we'll start with you. I think that... So what you're saying is they're moving, they're removing all the other versions of the game and essentially potentially forcing you to buy this definitive one instead of maybe buying the single versions of the game that were there before. Well, what they're doing is remove because the the games that are on the store or that were on the store, they were just ports. There was no enhancements, no nothing. It was just straight port yeah. to be able to play the it's game. It's the PS2 now, to PS4 port system that they started at the launch of the PS4. When they came out, they were like, hey, we're going to take all of the classics, the best PS2 games, add trophies and put them on on the system. So now Rockstar is like, oh, here's a like true remaster with modern day controls and um you know, obviously updated graphics and things like that. So like they removed the old versions and are replacing them with the updated versions. See, I don't have an issue so much with it because quite frankly, I think that removes some of the confusion when it comes to buying these games and having to deal right. with because I don't I don't want the PlayStation Store to be loaded down with all these different versions of games. I think that the easier you could make it on people uh to, you know, buy these games and just take all the confusion you can out of it, that's for the best. All right, Daryl. Yeah, I agree. I agree, hundred percent. I think that this is. I, I have the PS2 to PS4 versions with trophies, and I've played them. They're great, man. I love those old Grand Theft Auto games. Um, I think that they didn't age well. They control like butthole. So like having modern versions with updated controls, um, it's gonna be great. And I would imagine that they'll even with the new version be able to get, do like a PS5 patch to add the uh, you know haptic feedback and just you know. Adjust of triggers, all that stuff. Adaptive triggers, excuse me. I hope they do, anyways, because that's 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 my favorite part. I love that stuff. The, the only thing that I would say coming out of this is if like they're releasing the pack, which which is great, but if they don't sell the games individually, I'm probably not going to buy it because I really only want to replay Vice City. That's the best one. That's the one I would want to play again. So I want them to release them as as single games, and then I'll buy Vice City. I would imagine they're going to do it as a pack first. And then once the sales slow down, be like, oh, now they're individually. You can go a la carte. And then once that slows down, they'll go, oh, here's your $10 upgrade to get your uh, PS5 features. I I, I mean, I don't know that for a fact. That's what I would do. All right. Uh, With that being said, I'm going to call an audible here uh, because we did get a little long-winded with the trash talk between me and Daryl and whatnot. Um. We are, I'm gonna actually going to skip our three topics of the week because uh, we're going to save them for episode 500. Uh, actually, two of them because we're not going to talk about Tokyo Game Show because uh, that's a little late. And by the time we get to it, it'd be over a month old. So I'm going to leave those two topics for our episode 500 and call an end to the show because I also forgot to send out a message saying we were recording because I was working all day doing snow training. And then it came home and passed the hell out, and Alex had to call and wake me up. Uh, do you know? Do me, you know? Hey. At least want to cover then the last topic, the Ghostbusters one. Well, no, no, I'm going to do that. I'm just, uh, um, 
just saying, you know, everything involved is like, I just, we're getting a little long-winded. I don't want to get into the conversation, and it'd be good to save that for 500. But we'll get into the last one here. Friday the 13th, game developers are working on a Ghostbusters game. This is coming from Jared Moore over at IGN. Illiphonic, the developer behind Friday 13th and Predator Hunt Grants, is working on a Ghostbusters game. As pointed out by a recent era uh, user, Chair Home, Illiphonic Studio co-founder, uh, casually revealed the, the title in a recent interview on the music podcast Quest Love Supreme. He let it slip that the company is working on a Ghostbusters tie-in after being asked how many games the studio currently has out. Uh, he said, quote, Friday the 13th is the last one, and Predator, and we're working on the Ghostbusters right now. He, end quote. He said before, quickly moving on to talk about the studio's most recent project, Arc Acadian, which is currently available in Access and out in 2022. Arcade. Yeah, it's like Arcade Again, I think is actually what it's called. Uh, this was revealed during the uh, the latest showcase, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's that weird-looking <clears throat> multiplayer game. Um. He didn't have any, uh, he didn't return to the topic of the Ghostbusters for the rest of the interview, so we don't know anything else, but uh, I know you both have played Friday the 13th. I have not. I actually haven't. It, you, I no, you did. but I, I mean, I obviously know what the game is about. I mean, like, you play as, somebody plays as Jason, and then uh, some, uh, the rest of people play as, you know, the camp counselors, and you are either trying to escape or kill Jason. So, I, I would say that uh, a Ghostbusters game that, uh, probably won't follow that same thing. I mean, it makes perfect sense to be a multiplayer game because obviously there are four Ghostbusters. So, but uh, unless they're going to do like, oh, hey, someone's going to be Vigo and then the rest of you are Ghostbusters. I don't think that's going to work out as well because like there's there's an appeal to playing Jason and just being this overpowered behemoth. I don't think there's the same appeal to being Vigo. Uh, Listen, if there's a villain, I only want to play a Stay Puffed. There you go. Well, you got also got they did the Predator, which is the most recent game that they did for PlayStation. And um, I don't know if you guys have played that. That was actually free for Plus not too long ago. But that's a really good uh, Predator game. But I just, I don't know. I think that if they're going to do a multiplayer game, which they should, it's going to have to be a different style. Because there's, I mean, yes, there are iconic villains in, in uh, Ghostbusters, Zool, Gozer, and then, you know, you've got Stay Puft. But Stay Puft isn't quite something you can just plug in there like you plug Jason into Friday the 13th. Like, it's... I was just making a joke. I, I, you can I love Stay Puff. No, Stay everyone Puff. loves Stay Puff. He's a big, joyous son of a bitch. We all like him. There's no way. There's no way Stay Puff is chasing down four Ghostbusters. He might. Try this. Well, they tend to do those isometric games. Uh, is that as asymmetric? That's um, where they have like, like it's like a four v one or whatever, five v one. And um, but I will say this: after playing uh, Predator and seeing their how their gunplay, it's tight. It feels good. Uh, the game plays great. The graphics are really good. Like I could see Ilphonic knocking out a solid um, Ghostbusters game for sure. So I think that that would be uh, a really good one. And then again, they're they're good at multiplayer, and their shooting is tight. So I think that um that would work. All right. Uh, we don't have any social media po- uh, questions, but I will laugh at the fact that. Uh, I posted a Squid Game PlayStation meme, and I, I laughed when Alex or when Yield had no idea what it meant. Did you see it, Daryl? I did see it. Yep. He, he's like, "What?" <laughs> uh, by the way, Squid Game is not that good of a show or uh, show. Don't watch it. I wasn't planning on it. I disagree. I don't know. I we enjoyed it. 
Okay, without spoiling it, the ending absolutely fucking pissed me off. Get on the goddamn plane. (laughs) And get to the chopper. Get to the chopper. All right. With that being said, uh, we're going to play one more ad. So, Alex, one, two, four, or five. Five. This portion of the show is brought to you by Twitch Prime. Did you know that Amazon gives you $5 to give to your favorite streamer every month? If you link your Amazon Prime account with Twitch, you can sub to any Twitch page for free. You have to renew it every month. Otherwise, Amazon is just going to keep your money, though. So remember. So why not just give it to us instead? With that being said, we're going to close out the show. Thank you very much for being patient with us. Uh, I know this four ninety nine wasn't the you know everything we normally do. You know, wasn't social media and all that stuff. It's been a rough couple weeks for me. Uh, but with that being said, let's start out with the shout outs. Daryl, let's go with your shout outs first. Sir. I want to give a shout out to the Loot Bros podcast, the uh, the greatest podcast. Uh, the losers of every trophy war ever done. Uh, or the winners of every trophy war ever done. I mean, it was really all about perspective, right? I'm going to give a shout out to Team Loot for the upcoming trophy war. I'm uh, excited to work with my team. I want to give a shout out to our patrons. We've got a nice little Patreon over there with the Loot Bros, and we've got some great people on there. Uh, who provide great feedback and uh, have enjoyed the content we put out. So, and I want to give a special shout out to Tricky's behind because whenever I'm done on November 6th, Tricky's going to be sitting on a donut. You know, you said the same thing six years ago during the war. And how did that turn out for you? Hey, man, I was freaking raw dogging it on that war. I was up there. I, I will say that if you guys keep doing these wars and he keeps saying it, then he's going to be right sometime. A <laughs> uh, 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 broken clock is right twice a day. Hey, man, look, we should have been doing them every year. I mean, realistically, we should have just gotten creative with it. I mean, if you look at like the Be Legit and the Backlog Beatdown, these community events where, you know, there's a little bit of competition, there's a, lot, a little bit of friendly, you know, like egging each other along and stuff like that. It's, that's huge for the engagement with the shows. And I think both of our shows were at their best whenever we were kind of going back and forth and trading blows and doing the war. And uh, I've gone back and listened to those episodes more than once. And they're hilarious. Like it was, it was, a, it was a good time. I mean, I, I'm just going to put this out there. We have the exact same team that we did during that war. You do not. <laughs> Let's see what the war did to him. War is hell. <laughs> yeah, uh, Alex, your shout out, sir. Shout out to the listeners, the fans, the fuel to the fire that is trippy whores. Thank you very much for being just the lifeblood of the show. Like I always say, we got we get in here and talk on microphones, but without you all, without the community, without your questions, without your involvement on the Facebook page, there's there's no show. So thank you all very much for always supporting us in any way that you do. Uh, we appreciate you all more than we can convey. A shout out to Tricky and an even bigger shout out to Daryl. Thank you for coming on. And Daryl, did you edit last week's fireside chat? I did. Tricky, why are you making him do work? I uh, to to be fair, uh, the recording was a last minute thing. We did. Uh, we just like it was like, hey, you want to record tomorrow? All right, we're recording tomorrow. And I was like, hey, can you edit? He's like, yeah, I'll edit, but you're gonna owe me one. Then he goes and adds all the Loop Brothers music on there and doesn't edit any of the trophy. I music. did. You just didn't. You didn't even listen to it. Now here's how it worked out. Uh-huh. Here's how it worked out. Me and Tricky were tri- texting back and forth, 
And he said that things didn't work out on uh, on the end of the the trophy horse where they couldn't record. And he was like, they're not going to have a show. I'm like, man, you can't not have a show. Like for anybody who listens, who does podcasting or has done podcasting, when you miss a week, it, it kills your numbers. It kills your engagement. Like it's crazy to look at this stuff and see how like you can be growing, 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 miss one week. And I swear to you, it's like you're starting over. Uh, so I was like, Hey, I'm free. I was on vacation and I know Tricky had a lot going on. And I was like, Hey, let's, let's do a show. You know, like I'll do it. I'll do it with you. And now that I'm free on the weekends and I haven't been for the past year, I was like, I'll do more of them with you. So, uh, I, I offered, I volunteered and then, um, editing is a bit of my specialty. Like it's, I'm very, very fast and fluid with it. So I was like, yeah, I'll totally do it. It was an easy edit. It's just two people, no no interruptions. It was easy. You want you want to edge over yours every week? I mean, hey, for the right you'll become Alex for the right price. You'll you'll, you'll become Alex's best friend. Trust hey, me. Hey, for the right price, man, I'll edit you. I'll edit all your content. Alex, you want to pay Daryl to edit I mean, your it weeks? Depends on how much he. Uh, well, we well, let's see how we got something coming up here in the future. Let's see how that works out. Well, I, I'll just say this. Uh, Daryl's a cheap editor. All you have to do is buy him a rat plat. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> 99 cents for you. <laughs> 99 cents. He'll edit all your shows for you. Uh, uh, all right. Yeah, I'm sorry, I, big shout out to Daryl for for helping last week. And because um, they cause got to Sunday and Tricky wasn't going to record. And I got a text from, from Beal. He's like, I won't be able to. I won't be there tonight to record. So I was like, I guess we're not recording this week then. So. I was ready to record, but uh, yeah, life life um, got in the way of my two other compatriots, so yeah, kind of left out there. But but Daryl from Swinson saved the day, so uh, thank you, Daryl, for for editing. If you need me, that. Alex, if you need me, reach out. Uh, Sunday nights are available uh, at least for the next year. My wife's contracted for a year or two years for this new position, so Saturday nights and Sunday nights, I'm on the I'm on on the market, and I will be doing some streaming. Like I said before, so I'm going to be gaming. I'm going to be around my PC doing stuff. So if if you need me, just holler at me and I'll jump in. Yeah, definitely appreciate it. And like I said, I think that the teams for the war are very evenly matched. So, and honestly, Daryl is going to get to bond with his kid. So yep. in, in the end, hasn't Daryl already won? Yes. See, it's all about perspective. It's all about perspective. And and then waxing uh, Tricky's hiney. That's that's yeah. that's the that's the icing on the cake. That's the cherry on top. Is there you go. <laughs> uh, and last but not least, I want to give a, a shout out to my my loving and awesome girlfriend Ashley. Uh, as you guys have noticed, I mean, people joke about how I shit on trophies and stuff, and I don't really hate the trophy system. I get frustrated at the time, and there are times when I would prefer just to play a game without trophies, not to have to worry about it. But if you've noticed, ever since I got the PlayStation Five, I've been playing a lot of new games and getting a lot of trophies, More at least by my standards. So. Uh, it's all yep. all because of Ashley and the Tricky's help. So I uh, just give a, a shout out to her for that for for reinvigorating my interest in the PlayStation ecosystem. That's right. I love how I get the little caveat. Thanks a little Melvin Goffin. Well, I Tricky. didn't have to include you at all there, Tricky. <laughs> you know what, Tricky? Um, you you know in your in your heart of hearts that you had a part in that, and so isn't that all you really need to know? You did a good thing. Listen, I, I'm going to put it this way. I take enormous pride in the fact that without me, Alex, Yield, and Levi would not have a PlayStation right now. 
So, yep, you're you're ruining them one person at a time. Uh, I, I want to give a shout out to the listeners. Thank you very much. Uh, uh, this is going to become the emotional part of the show. Um, as I mentioned earlier in the show, um, I have recently lost my father. Um, he was a big part of my life, and I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, moving forward, I'm trying not to cry right now. Uh, I'm going to have Alex. Uh, you probably already heard it, but I'm going to have Alex uh, put um, an old ad for a company that doesn't even exist anymore on the front of the show. Um, if you are an old school uh, Trophy Wars listener, you guys are probably remember the ad. Um, that was actually my father that recorded that ad. So I'm going to put... Uh, I'm going to have Alex put that ad on the beginning of the show. I have to go back to an episode because I don't have the original audio anymore uh, and rip it from an old show and send that to Alex. But uh, just understand that ad is not as an advertisement. It's not uh, anything I want you guys to go play because the site doesn't exist anymore. It was just my way of honoring my father by saying, let me hear his voice one more time on the show because he was a big part of the show for close to two years running that ad. Um. Shout out to Sweet Mama D, who, uh, among other things, has been very, very brave in losing her grandfather. Um, shout out to every single person that reached out to me. I cannot thank you all enough. I can't even mention all your names because the amount of people that came out of the woodworks to say something, to call me, to message me, just to you know see how I was doing, it is immense. And I cannot thank you guys enough. Um, you guys helped me through a very hard time in my life. Uh, even shout out to Daryl, uh, not even for being on the show, but Daryl was one of the first people to reach out uh, when I sent him the message. Shout out to Alex. Uh, shout out to Yield. Uh, they both, you know, came, you know, and made sure I was okay, and you know, told me whatever I needed. Uh, they will hold down the fort, and they're going to be holding down the fort for the next couple weeks for me uh, when I can be on the show. Uh, when I can't be on the show, they're going to hold down the four for me, and I greatly appreciate it. I cannot say enough how much everybody's love and appreciation uh, has meant to me. I, I do want to. I, I want to add to this. I'm very. Um, you know, I'm I'm, I'm crying over here because look, death is hard, and we all know it's inevitability. And even if you know it's inevitability, it's never when you get to that point. It's never easy. It's never going to be. Nothing could ever make that easy. But having people remind you what is left on, on earth and what is left around you. And that, love, that is still left around you. Like that is incredibly helpful. That's the best thing that anyone can do for anybody. So we've had people, you know, listeners reach out and say, Hey, the show's really helped me. You guys have really helped me through a tough time. And I'm glad that the listeners and the community has been able to be there for tricky because the love and support of the people that, you know, are, are still among the living. Like that's the, the best possible thing when somebody passes away. It's really the only thing that can possibly um, help somebody through, uh, you know, the darkest times. So I'm I'm, gra- I'm grateful that the t- community has been able to come through for tricky in this. Uh, so thank you, all the listeners, uh, not even for listening, but just for the, all the love and support. Um, and with that being said, I love you, Father. I miss you immensely. And until next week, happy trophy hunting.
The theme song is Venus by the band Even off their album Zenith. Permission granted by the band and 12 Stone Records. You can find them on Facebook by going to www.facebook.com slash evenphilippines. Hey all, uh, before we get out of here, just want to give proper credit where it's due, because uh, Tricky did not mention the author's name when he was reading from the Grand Theft Auto article on IGN.com. Uh, the author was Matt T.M. Kim, so I want to give Matt the due credit that Matt deserves. So, everyone have a great week.